Happy Saturday, Wholesale Chameleon family. We're back with another subscriber first wholesale deal interview. And you guys are in for a treat because this one is, is a little unique. So um, I'm going to bring on our special guest. This is what we do. Is I, I, um, if you recently closed your first wholesale deal, email me at wholesale to millions, wholesale to millions with an S at gmail.com. Or uh, you can DM, DM me on Instagram at Kong, K-H-A-N-G dot like a period WTM. Um, would love to bring you onto the channel so you can share with everybody, right? The whole family, your stories and your first wholesale deal and how it was done. The reason why I'm doing all this is to help those of you who are starting out, haven't got your first wholesale deal, to help you obviously, you know, inspire, motivates and pump you up and let you know that you too can do this, right? It's not just for the guru or it's not just for the people that you hear that makes a bunch of money already, but you too can make this happen. So I'm going to bring on Rick from South Florida, close his first wholesale deal for 15G. And you don't know what, and, 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 and guess what he did to get his first wholesale deal? He bike for dollar because Rick didn't have a car. So man, he really representing whatever it takes. Also to you guys throughout this interview, if you find any value, please show me some love and let me know and show Rick some support by either smashing that thumbs up or smash that thumbs down and let me know, man. Just give it to me like it is. Rick, welcome, man. Pleasure, be, pleasure to be here. Thanks for the invite, my friend. Hey, thank you so much, man, for taking your time, especially on the weekend, to jump on to do this with me, man. I really appreciate it. No, it's great. As I say, you know, this is the kind of thing that I would follow. I used to follow your first interview shows. I said, I'm going to be on that show one day, baby. I'm going to be on there one day. And, uh, you know, it was just one of those things where it, because of the repetition of seeing it, you know, it's there, you know, it'll happen. You just got to keep the process going. Love it, Rick. I love it. I love it, man. And surprisingly enough, for those of you who don't like, who have followed the channel for a while, is that when people see these first wholesale deal interview, it's also a driver and, and their motivations, right, to get on, to get on. Because listen, man, I mean, when I was, when I was, when, when my, when, when, when my wife, when I was set, when, when 18 and, uh, you know, at that time we were struggling financially and our whole goal was to make it in, was to make it in life. And I said, man, one day when I make it in life, man, I just want to share my story to the world to inspire, to let them know that they too can do it. So, you know what? And, uh, and, and believe it or not, but, but, but the people that are, haven't got their first wholesale deal, this is one of their driver and one of their goals is to get onto the channel. So I love to have you onto the channel, man. Um, like I said, if you recently closed your first wholesale deal, go ahead and email me or DM me on Instagram, but let's rock and roll. Rick, share with everybody, man. First, I want you to kind of share with everybody your stories, you get, right? Give me the dirt. Give me the dirt of your whole story, how you got into real estate, and then um, how you did your first wholesale deal, bro. Okay. Well, real quick, I'm uh, from Washington, D.C., metropolitan area. I was born and raised in Washington, D.C., uh, Maryland, suburban area, right near the University of Maryland. And uh, got tired of cold weather and snow. About uh, 15 years ago, my brother and I picked up one day in a snowstorm, got in a van, loaded the animals up, and just headed south, man. I didn't know we were coming to Miami. We didn't know where, but we were going to go south, you know. See, I think I'd seen too many copies of Miami Vice. But uh, <laughs> I hate to date myself there, but, uh, you know, so bottom line is we came down here and for the last like 15 years, we had a sales organization when we first moved here, but somebody made us a knife offer. We sold that 
and got into, I'd been a contractor in the past. So for probably the last 10 years, been doing a lot of contracting. And uh, we had done some flips for other developers or other investors, but hadn't done any for ourselves. And uh, just be honest with you, as I got older, I'm like, man, you know, you see these shows and I see yours, you know, people on yours and some of the other ones. I'm like, yeah, this is bullshit. I'm sorry my language there, but I'm going to figure out how to make this happen. The thing was, I didn't have any money. Okay. Even though we had a contracting company, I had no excess cash flow with salaries and everything else. It was just no extra money. So when you talked about biking, I was sort of like, um, I actually, about a year ago, my brother and I had a tech startup. My brother still has it. And raising money in Miami wasn't quite what we thought it would be. It wasn't nearly as, I won't say easy, but it's hard. And so about a year ago, I start off and I said, okay, look, Pat, I mean, he's going to run the startup and I want to find another way to make some revenue. So I looked at some online things, but being that it had been a contractor and then I'd seen some of the shows and stuff out there, I said, I got to take a better look at this. And, um, you know, I wasn't big on social media and I'd followed a guy, um, God, what's his name? Cody Sperber. I don't know if you ever heard a uh, clever investor and I saw him a bunch of posts on Instagram and I was like, well, what is this guy doing? He's talking about wholesaling. So I said, let me get a little more into this because I'm understand real estate. I understand construction. I've done plenty of work. So I said, this is probably right up my alley and it's a skill set I'm good with. So I started looking, but they're all, oh, we got to do direct mail and you know, you need this to start. And I'm like, oh, I ain't got that to start. So as great as your content is, it doesn't help me right now. And so I started searching, you know, through sort of YouTube University, if you want to call it. And I came across a guy that, um, uh, PTP, Brent Daniels, drive, uh, to talk to people, right? So I said, this guy's right in my alley because I have a great skill set because I made a lot of money on the phone years ago selling legal plans to companies. And so, I mean, this was right in my sink set. So I said, okay, I'll start skip tracing. So I started biking for dollars. And uh, the thing, like I said, didn't have a car and we live on an island. So I had to take a bus off the island, and then I got a bike. I rented a bike in Miami uh, near the thing, and I just started. And what I did was, you know, starting this out, you get a lot of information, man. You try to process it all. Oh, my God, how do you start? Where do you start? And I saw Max Maxwell once said, uh, you know, a good place to start if you're new is to go and find out where the most cash buyers are in your county, okay? Or in your, what zip codes have the most cash buyers? And he gave this formula to go do it. So the two zip codes were the highest number of cash buyers were in the hood. I mean, in the, really in the hood in Miami, okay? Uh, but they were up and coming. And so I got on my bike and I mapped it out and I started at the bottom of the zip code back and forth, north, east to west, and all the way north all the way into the, uh, to the top end of this, uh, the zip codes. Came back, skip traced them all. Took a couple, you know, like six weeks, six Saturdays to go do it all, the whole camp, uh, two zip codes. But I got every street. Then I came back and um, on my way back to where I was, I had to go through another zip code. And I happened to see this house in a really nice neighborhood off Biscayne Boulevard, which is a really up and coming part of Miami. And this house was only two houses off the main street. And it was a board up. And I was like, I don't know, I, I got to copy this one down. You know, this is, wasn't in my zip codes, but it's, you know, it's in a really up and coming neighborhood. And I actually lost a house in that neighborhood a few months ago. I'll get into that. And um, uh, uh, so I put it on the skip trace list. And I, the guy lived in New York. So I started sending the guy handwritten mail letters and the guy wouldn't respond, wouldn't respond. I was like, yeah, I'm just going to keep at it. Well, one night I was up uh, watching YouTube, learning some stuff about wholesaling. And I saw this thing popped up on Truly because I had these alerts and it said, this house in this neighborhood you want just came up for sale. I was like, how's that? And it was the same house. It was the board up. 
And I was like, whoa, man. I says, I got to call this guy, okay, because I've been reaching out. So 8901 called the realtor. And I said, hey, man, look, dude, this is a house I want to look at today. He goes, great. Here's the code. I went over and I looked at it. He called me that afternoon and says, you interested? I said, I'll make you an offer right there. We made an offer that evening to the guy. He says, okay, I think that's great. And so he asked um, 349 and I said, look, man, let's beat around the bush. You know I'm not going to pay 349 What do you got to have for it? What do you got to have? And he says, the guy's got to have 320 I said, well, I'll tell you what. I, it's such a good deal. I'll give you 330 The guy says, great. Okay. So I set some terms, and I said, you know, look, I want a 21-day inspection period, 30-day close, all this stuff. Uh, and I said, a couple hundred dollar deposit. And the guy goes, well, you know, the deposit usually is bigger. And I was like, well, you know, and this is a commercial realtor because this is a commercial district and it was zoned commercial, even though it was a residential property. And I was like, okay, how much we got to put up? He says, 2000. Well, I didn't have 2000 to put up. But I says, okay, let's just put the contract. I'll figure it out. Let's do it. So we submit the contract. He calls me the next day and says, hey man, uh, he's got a competition. You got an offer from another guy. I was like, okay, what's the offer? I said, well, the other guy's willing to pay three uh, 327, but he's willing to pay less, but he's willing to put up a $10,000 deposit with zero day inspection period. I'm like, Oh, wow. I said, you know, that's, <laughs> I said, uh, yeah, that's really a tough one. I said, how about a three day inspection period? And I said, I'll still pay. I'll add five more thousand. So I'll make it 335. You give me a three day inspection period and we'll make it 10,000. Again, I didn't have 10,000, much less than 2,000 to put up on the property originally, right? But I figured an inspection period, if I get three days in that neighborhood, I could find somebody to buy it, okay, on a wholesale basis. And uh, so that day, uh, the guy said, okay, he agreed to it. And uh, I got to tell you, it was a hilarious story. The guy ended up that I was bidding against was the guy that lived next door, okay, that owned the real estate office next door to this. So he had converted a single family house into a real estate office. He owned the parking lots next to that. He owned a commercial building on Biscayne Boulevard, and he owned the two multifamilies across the street. So he was like going to make this part of his little, you know, group of houses and stuff. No, but so the first day I get over there, I do the inspection, excuse me, I do the inspection of the house. And I said, man, this is really bad shape. This is a board up. So I put out on all the channels sent to my limited cash buyers list. I really didn't get anything. I was in the second day and I called a guy, an investor we know that uh, I do our contracting company does a bunch of work for. I said, do you happen to know anybody who's looking for property off Biscayne Boulevard? I got a prime house here. I said, it's board up, so it's gonna need a lot of work. And the guy said, what's the address? And I gave him the address and he called back like five minutes later, saying, can I go look at it today? I said, yeah. He went and looked at it, called me back, says, we wanna buy it. I'm like, damn, great, okay. So I said, uh, he said, how much can we get it for 350? I said, yeah, you can get it for 350. I had it advertised for 360, but I said, yeah, you'll get it for 350. I said, but know that here's the terms, okay? There's a zero day inspection period. Uh, I got $10,000 cash deposit tomorrow by 5 p.m., okay? Or he lose the house. And uh, the guy says, that's fine. I was like, great. So I sent them an assignment form. They signed off on it. Next morning, like 10 o'clock, the guy was at the bank. You already had wired the money to the place. So, you know, that was the first deal. But keep in mind, this started last October when I started learning about this and driving for dollars. So this wasn't the first thing. I'd made 50 offers before that that I didn't get jack on, okay, before I got to this deal. So it wasn't like, you know, this was just came up out of nothing. You know, I'd been making offers and offers and learning the market, what to do, what not to do. You know, where's the price line for my market? You know, those particular zip codes and even street to street price changes. So you had to be really good in the area where you're going to booyah. 
And so I started becoming an expert in that neighborhood, but it took months and months and months to develop the expertise. So now I got some properties in the pipeline, you know, so it's all, it's good. But that first one, boy, when you, know, you said it before, you said it, when you get the check, it's real. And brother, when I got that check that day, I was like, boom. And actually what I had was another property. And when you saw the check, it said 12,000. But since I had another property, I just put under contract that they wanted a $3,000 deposit again. This isn't where I'm trying to go, but this just happened to come to me uh, that had a real opportunity. So I took the same title company and I just said, hey, take 3,000 of it, apply it to the deposit for that other company and give you the balance, which is the 12. So uh, it worked out good. <laughs> Rick, I want to say, man, congrats, dude. Well Thanks. done, bro. Well done, man. And I appreciate that you share with everybody kind of, hey, I started in October 2018. I didn't just start it yesterday or, you know, or three days ago. So I'm glad that you made that clear. It took me six months, you guys, to do my first deal. So, Rick, well done, man. So <laughs> Thank now, you. My, so now my question for you is, so basically the property's vacant. You try to contact you try to contact the seller by skip tracing and what skip tracing service do you use? I used um, uh, batchskiptracing.com. Okay, yep, they're good. You used that, okay. okay. And uh, the now, reason I used it was because I just say this again, when I was getting started, you know, you look at prices for skip tracing, it was anywhere from like some dirt cheap stuff, which you really couldn't count on. Mm -hmm. But the good stuff started about 18 cents a record up to like 40 or 50 cents a record. Well, I'm, again, I had limited cash flow here, so I had to keep the cost down. So I found a way to get a 50% off through back skip tracing. So it was 18 cents a record. I was very like, nice, man. Very nice. Okay. So you skip trace and did you, were you able to get the whole, uh, were you able to get the whole owner or no? No, right? No, no, he never responded, never okay. responded. So I sent him direct mail and gotcha. he never responded to that. Gotcha. And then all of a sudden he lists the property with an agent. Yep. Yep. Which and again, I just happened to be there at the right time and saw it when it came up that morning. Gotcha. So basically when you came up that morning, you came in and put in an offer at i think you 330 right and then you and then the agent told you that hey we you got you, you now you got a, a a competition another offer that came in at 327 with no days in inspection right zero day and a ten thousand dollar cash deposit non-refundable gotcha okay and that was the other key non-refundable so you know my risk there again is if i didn't come up with ten thousand in three days or somebody to sell it you lose the house okay but i had just knowing the neighborhood you know and i'll tell you a quick story in a second about the other side of biscayne boulevard but that was the neighborhood it was just it's a hot neighborhood it's growing prices are skyrocketing in the neighborhood and i figured i could sell it and i did so nice gotcha, yeah, gotcha. Gotcha. Just happened to be my regular cash buyers list, though. It just happened to be somebody that I was saying, who else could I call? Who else could I call? And it was just one of those guys that we had done work for. He's an investor. They have about 90 rentals on the beach here. And so, uh, you know, somebody that has access to not only a lot of money, but he knows a lot of people. And he just happened to know somebody. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. So basically, uh, so what you did, Rick, is to um, um, basically – what you did to get the deal was you told the agent, hey, you know what? I can up my offer to 335, right? I can up my offer to 335. Um, I need a three days inspections. And you go ahead and agree to the $10,000 earnest money, even though you don't have it. Right. So, right. No, so there's going to be a lot of question that comes up. A lot of question is saying, well, 
in the agreement, it said you're going to put down the 10K and the uh, earnest money. So how do you bypass that? I said that's a three days. I had three days to make that. It had to go. We had as the $10,000 deposit was the same as the inspection period. So I had three days to pay that $10,000. And I said, okay. And that was sort of the catch my catch there. I had to have because I didn't have $10,000. So I had to find somebody though. And they agreed to that. Gotcha. Because I was paying more. I was paying 7000 or 8000 more than the other guy anyway. Gotcha. Nope. Uh, that makes sense. So now, uh, how do you find your buyer again, Rick? Um, it was through uh, one of the investors that we, my contracting company does work for uh, that represents a lot of investors from Italy. And like I said, his property management company manages about 98 properties or 90 properties here on the beach, uh, rentals, uh, the, the rehab rentals. Uh, cash flow cows for these guys down here. So that was, I just happened to call him and he says, I know somebody that owns a office building right on Biscayne Boulevard, two blocks away. And he's looking for other property in that neighborhood. A guy came over and saw it. And the funny thing was originally they were going to, uh, the guy called me and says, Hey, look, uh, we want to look at the inside. So they went to the main unit and they walked through it. It was rough. I make no mistake. It was rough. Um, and it had already had a code violation because the person living there before, instead of having a duplex in the front, made an illegal triplex and the county caught them and made them stop. And, you know, so they had to tear this wall out. And nobody ever fixed it. But then the guy next door, you want to talk about the guy next door. Here's how bad this guy wanted the house next door. The day I was there, the first day I was there that I signed the contract, I went over and I put a for sale sign uh, on the front, in the front and I tied it to the fence in the front of the house. The guy called the owner in New York because the guy had the owner's name. He had his phone number even. And he called him and the guy answered the phone. He said, hey, this guy's put a for sale sign out. He doesn't own the fucking house yet. Pardon my language. He doesn't own the house yet. Did make him take it down. So then the realtor called. You got to take the sign down. I said, dude, but he doesn't have control. I got control for at least three days, okay? And I didn't get ready to tell this guy next door, boy. But I said, okay, that's cool. We'll take it down. So then the next day, I send that buyer over there. Well, he gets in the front unit because it was on a lockbox, but we go to the back unit and the key that was in the lockbox was supposed to open the back door. The guy sent somebody over and they drilled out the locks so you couldn't get into the back unit. Okay. So the guy calls me from there. The buyer's going, look, the doctor drilled out, dude. And he's showing me the picture. And he said, the key doesn't work. And I was like, oh man, I'm thinking the whole time, man, this guy's going to say, oh, I can't get in. I don't want it. And I was just like, dude, this is a real value. Look at the neighborhood. And the guy says, hey man, I think we're just going to tear it down but we want it. It's like, boom. So as soon as I said that, let's go, baby. You know, yeah, I was told him the terms. He said, great. We'll make the terms tomorrow morning. Send me the uh, wire instructions. So. Gotcha. Wow. So, okay. So Rick, so this is not a single family home. It's a duplex. Yeah, it was actually, yeah, two units. It was actually a duplex in the front and a one, one in the back. So it was two separate units. Okay. So, okay. So duplex in the front, and, and, and another unit's in the back. Yeah, right, a separate one, one in the back. Okay, now is it zoned for a duplex or a triplex? Yes, du duplex, only duplex. Okay. so Only duplex right, or single family, but no triplex or quad. Got it, got it, got it. okay. So, so the property is listed with an agent. So there must be one of those agent posts, you know what I mean? The agent sign in front of the house. No, there was not because it came up that morning. The morning it was posted, the guy posted it at like midnight. I saw it at one. I called him at nine. He'd just gotten out of bed, wasn't even in his office yet. So he hadn't had a chance to get there. And I said, you know, I want to take a look at it that day. So he didn't even go put a sign up. 
Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. So, and then you end up putting, so once you, once you sign the, once you sign the contract, you locked it up, you went ahead and put up a for sale sign. Now, the eight node, so at this time, the agent, does the agent know you're trying to wholesale it now? He asked me up front. See, that was one of the sticking points. And this is a great point here, guys. He did not want the original, the owner did not want me to have a signability of the contract. Okay. And in the Miami, uh, not Miami, in the Florida state contract, line 77 says assignability. Yes, no. And it talks about risk, whether you want to be you know, uh, free of the risk involved. And so I said, I've got to have that. This deal has to go with 77. If that's not checked, we got no deal. The guy said, great, and agreed to it. So. Um, uh, sorry, what was your question again? I got off track there. No problem. So, Rick, so, so, so does the agent know you're trying to wholesale this deal? Yes. At the, At the beginning, no. He thought I was going to buy it, but then I said to him, I said, look, dude, you just want it sold, right? He goes, yes, I want it sold. I said, great. Here's how you get it sold, okay? Sell it to me, okay? Sell it to me. So the guy just sort of said, okay, what do you want? What do you need from me? You know, I just sort of convinced him I was his guy and that I could deliver and that I could get it closed as well, okay? Because that was the owner's concern that because the house was in such crappy condition that one, he'd have to take a reduced price, but then also that, you know, there would be all these concerns about, oh, we want reductions for price because of all the issues. There was already a board up. I know what we were dealing with. Gotcha. So, so, so you came in, Rick, with extreme confidence when you're talking to this agents that you, you convince him with your confidence and you're, you're the guy that's going to get this deal done. Yep. Yep. Wow. Exactly. Yeah. And I got to tell you, it wouldn't have been in October and it sure as hell wouldn't have been the case. Okay. But listening to you and some of the other guys, and then you keep practicing, you keep making offers, you keep talking to people, you get a little more skilled. You learn a little here, you learn a little there. You learn how to listen to people better to what they say, what the, you know, instead of always talking to talk, you talk to listen, you know, so that you hear what they got to say, it makes the sales a lot easier. Gotcha. Wow. Okay. Got it. So now after, now after you put up the sign, now after you put up that, that for sale sign, the agent got a call from the seller. Now he knows you're trying to wholesale it. Yep. <laughs> but since they already signed the contract and the agent knew it, he just said, Hey man, don't worry about it. My guy's going to close. And that's what he told the owner. Don't worry about it. Whether the sign's in the yard or not. And he was going, but I don't want to hear from this next door neighbor. He keeps calling me, man. Like every hour he keeps calling me. The sign's still up. The sign's still up. So he says, just tell him to take the damn sign down, man. Okay. Till we get, at least till we get the deposit. Okay. Until at least the deposit's made. And I know you're serious about it because I can't imagine you'd walk away from a $10,000 cash deposit. I said, you're right. So he said, okay, let's just get that done. And then we're good. So I said, okay, time's on my hand. I got like 48 hours to find a buyer here, man. It's going to, you know. Gotcha. Dead. Unbelievable, man. Got it. So I, I completely understand now. Okay. So what's the, a, what's the ARV on the house or on the, if the it, property? If, if it would have, you would have had to put about 125000 into it. Okay. But it would have been worth between five fifty and five seventy in that neighborhood with the prices going up quickly, quickly. And if he wanted to take in, let's say he put that in and he wanted to take and hold it for a little while and rent it out if he wanted to, he could have gotten um, 4,000 in rent from those three units up there easily. Okay, if not more, 4,500 a month. So it has certainly covered itself and it would have been a cash cow, but right now he's decided, he called me yesterday. As a matter of fact, this morning I saw uh, 
this guy, Alessandro, the guy that runs the management company. I talked to him this morning and he said that, oh yeah, you know, we were over there, had our contractor over there and we were uh, looking at, you know, talking about tearing it down and an inspector drove by. And he says, you know, you can't rehab this man. This has uh, got a bad roof. It's got this, this, all this, the foundation's all messed up. So you're going to have to tear it down. Guys, that's all right. We bought, brought it for land value on I'm not mad. So a guy called me, just came by his house today and said, he's dropping a check off or something up. He says, good job then, man. We're really happy with the property. It's great. So. Wow. So basically, so the buyer's going to scrape it. Yeah. So he's paying, so, so he's paying 350 just for the land value. Yes. Yes. If that's and, not amazing. Wow. Now, I, now really, I was going to say, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, no problem. So now here's my question for you is that, uh, what is the buyer, what is the buyer planning to do with this property? He's going to take and put a, now, from what I understand this morning, they're going to put a new uh, small like office space there, but they're going to make it like, and you can be zoned. I can get, they get up to three floors there and uh, he's going to put it on the full lot. And uh, so it's something where they're not going to have any parking on it, but it's going to be able to take it to be new space and be able to rent it out because that quarter's really building up there, but it'll be commercial rental space. I see. Gotcha. So it'll be a commercial rental space for office space. Right. Right. Three floor. Yeah. Do you know how many units? Uh, just three. No, we don't. He hasn't shared any of that with me yet. They were just talking about that before that that was their option to do, even though we didn't get into what they were going to do with sure, it. Sure, sure, sure. Gotcha. And and, the th and you guys, for those of you who's listening, I'm asking these questions because I want you guys to understand that there's different types of buyers out there. All right, different types of buyer, which means there's buyers that go with the thirty percent rules. There's buyers that are willing to pay you as high as 25%, 20%. So you get all type of, of buyers. You just have to keep your mind open. And a lot of times, what another thing I want to let you know is sometimes you do have a deal, but you haven't hustled enough or built up your, your cash buy enough that you, um, that you just haven't found the right buyer for that deal. And let me, let me share with you what I mean. Is that, see, this buyer look at this property, maybe the, for the people whoever's going to buy, fix, and flip this property. Let me share something with you. So if the property ARV is 550, if you take 550 minus 30%, that puts you at 385 already, all right? And Rick said the estimated rehab cost would have been 125. So for, okay. the, for, for the buyers that's going to buy this and fix and flip it, if that's all they see in it, they're not going to buy this, all right? Even at 550, even at 575, Minus 30%, you already at 400,000 minus 125, you already way lower than what Rick got a lock on the contract at. So what Rick was able to do was he's able to connect with a buyer that sees more a potential in this deal. And that's how he got this deal done because this buyer sees the potential, what he can do to this property to basically maximize, right? Maximize uh, the property value, right? So, that's, so, so I'm sharing with you guys is that keep your mind open. And this is going to be, you guys, this is going to be over time. So the experience, you know, the experience and everything like that, it's going to be over time. So you're going to lose on deals where you don't see the potential versus, you know, other wholesaler or investor that sees a potential in the deals and that they lock it up on a contract, even way higher than, than your price, but you don't understand why, right? I get it all the time. You don't understand why but they're able to end up wholesaling the deal because they, they have a, a certain network of buyers in their pocket and the potential that they see so they can pitch it to their investor. So I just want you to, get, I just want you to be open, um, uh, open to that. 
And eventually, as you are going at this, you know, you're going to understand your market more. You're going to understand your buyer more. And you're going to see the potential that you haven't seen before. I just want you to keep an open mind and not sticking with the 30%. Oh, I got to lock up on the 30% rules. Um, because that's, that's, you know, because everybody taught that, right? So uh, anyways, I just want to give you guys, uh, keep your mind open to that. So Rick, I mean, that's pretty much, I mean, that's pretty much the whole story. So those of you who have any questions, comment below any question you have, and Rick and I will try to answer it uh, to, uh, to the best that we can. Can I throw something else out to you? Uh, something that I think might help some new people, which has helped me, but it took a learning period to do it. You know, I've seen plenty of people say, make offers on everything, make offers on everything. And while, yes, in certain areas, that is true. In certain areas, like where I'm talking about these two particular zip codes in Miami, there's a lot of board ups. I mean, a lot of them, and I mean, a lot of them need major work. And there's not enough contractors, I do not believe, or flippers that are willing to undertake some of the work because it's so extensive. I mean, you're almost looking at having to tear the house down. And so in our area, when you look at your property and sort of know what your market and like you're saying, your cash buyers looking for, don't market a piece of garbage. It's going to require a hundred thousand dollars in rehab. If the guy only likes minor rehab work or doesn't want to spend more than 30,000 on rehab, that's not going to be that cash buyer. So I've sort of looked to try to find what the cash buyers want and then looking for materials. But now as we're going out and we're expanding, I've got some money now. So I'm spending money on marketing. Okay. So I bought the, inheritance list and I'm starting to cold call those and mail those out this week and so that is the progress but now that you have some money you can do some of those things but certainly when you I was my point was going to be when you look at houses make sure it's a property that like I said that if you're comfortable with finding those buyers that love the down to the bones that's great but there are few and far between not every guy that flips likes to do that there's more of them that like to do it and do some cosmetic pretty stuff, 20 or 30,000. I'm out the door. I make some money. They're happy with that type of stuff. So just be careful on the stuff you bid on because you might not find a buyer for it unless you do a good job like kind of saying, finding cash buyers. Yep. No, um, that is, that is absolutely 100% correct. So basically, well, like I said, there's, there's different varieties um, of, of buyers out there, right? Ones that don't want to take a lot of risk, ones that's willing to take a lot of risk, ones that, you know, ones that, hey, I don't care as long as the number makes sense. When I was fixing and flipping, that's exactly me. I don't care, man. I said, as long as the number makes sense, I'm going to take it on. So, I mean, I've, I bought a house where we strip it down to the stud, we jack the house up, we, 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 we pour a new foundation and everything mm. like that, and it was a nightmare. But, but <laughs> it is. But, but, but there are buyers out there that was not willing to take that risk. Just like Rick said, there's buyers out there that, hey, I, I only want to do a 20000 or 30000 I want to go in there, click it up, paint it. I just want cosmetic, right? I'm not going to take on um, – anything major. So, you know, you got, as, as you are in this business, you got to continue. You can't just settle. You got to continue growing, uh, growing your buyers list and ask them, uh, you know, ask them of their criteria, what they want, et cetera. So that way you can put, you know, that way you, when you come and deal, you, you can send it out uh, to them. Now, Rick, I want to ask you this question, man, is how did you, how did you, how did you come across my channel? And when did you come across my channel, man? Um, gosh, it was probably about four months ago. I had been in this about two months and I was on YouTube looking at stuff, you know, looking for wholesaling. And, um, most of the things I found where I was looking for was related to calls. And I saw you doing calls, calling, cold calling people. 
And I said, let me watch this guy. And I started watching, and I said, dude, this is hot, man. This is what everybody else is missing, okay? Meaning thank you, all the other guys are great, and the content they put's great. Yeah. But nobody shows you how to do it but you, okay? And so I sat and watched, you know, sort of mesmerized, sitting there watching you talk to the people and how you handled them with objections. Because people that have never done it don't understand the value that you bring there. They have no clue. They need to watch this like 100 hours straight of you doing this, and they'll have a really good idea how to work with people. But that's exactly, I started watching, and I said, I started, and I started following you on Instagram. And uh, uh, that was like, I so saw, I saw, I see all your stuff, I follow you. And so it was one of those things where you were one of the guys that, like I said, you know, phone, you're proactive, uh, you're really relatable to people. You're one of the guys that likes to, it seems like you really come from the heart. I know some guys are just out there selling their product, every other word, buy my product, buy my product, you know. I like your honesty, and I like you just you're a down-to-earth kind of guy, man. Really attracted to the message. Rick, thank you so much, man. I appreciate I appreciate the kind word, man. I I I I truly do. So the thing is, you know, what Rick said, it's just like when I first started, man. The the content that I put out is it's what I was seeking for when I first started. When I first started, just like Rick said, online you find people teach you find cash buyer, find motivated seller, they find you know uh, a new way like the systems and, and all of that. But not a whole lot of people talking about, hey, how do you need to talk to seller? Because when you first start out, you don't know how to sell yourself or you don't know how to pitch or you don't know anything like how to talk to them, how to control the phone, how to negotiate. Yeah, like you don't know any of that. And trust me, when you don't know, it's, it's a lot harder to convert these leads actually into deals. That's why it took me six months. And believe it or not, even after six months, my first deal wasn't even through directly with the seller. It was actually through an agent. Um, but, but, but talk like you guys got to understand that put some time aside to learn how to talk to seller. All right. Learn how to talk to seller. Cause it's super Absolutely. Important. extremely important. Absolutely. I'll tell you a real quick story. This related, what you just said there sort of reminded me when I years, like 40 years ago, I got in the insurance business and the guy said, and they gave you leads. And I said, oh, what do you get for training? He goes, here's your training, hit the lead, call them, go out and see them. I said, what do I say? You'll figure it out. I said, but how do I read the rate book? You'll figure it out. I damn, man. <laughs> so the, going into wholesaling, not knowing what to do, what to say, how to say it, how to talk to people or any of the other things, man, that's why your content is so valuable because it helps people see both sides of the coin. You know, you can read something and read what somebody says, but then when you hear, here's what they said, here's how it handled, here's the objection, all that stuff is critical. If you want to make big money here, dude, that's the kind of skills you got to develop. Yep. I absolutely agree, man. Absolutely agree. So for those of you who's new to the channel, if you haven't subscribed yet, what are you waiting for, man? Smash that subscribe. Into that. <laughs> Join the family. Let's take your life, your business to a whole nother level. And if you haven't joined me on my live cold call role play, we do it every single Friday, 9 a.m. Pacific Standard. Absolutely. I have so much fun with it. Bring you guys on cold calling. We cold calling. Uh, we just did a last cold call where we uh, cold call for sale by owner. And uh, you guys seem to really like it a lot. So anyways, if you find any value throughout this video, please show, um, show our guest Rick some love. Smash that thumbs up. If you don't, me, if you find no value, give it to me. Smash the thumbs down. I'm a big boy. I can handle it. So, <laughs> Rick, how do, people, uh, so how do people connect with you, man? Well, you got, uh, I'm on Instagram, uh, Rick, R-I-C-K, Corbett, C-O-R-B-E-T-T-J-R. 
And uh, that's whether that's, uh, I guess, uh, LinkedIn, Instagram. I'm not all much on Facebook. I'm not, uh, you know, again, I guess I'm just that generation. I'm not just not big on Facebook, okay? But, uh, or you can email me, Junior at gmail.com. Awesome. And the thing is, you guys, I'll make sure I put, uh, so Rick, if, if you can just uh, un, um, text me or DM me over uh, all the link, I'll put in the description for those of you who want to reach out and uh, connect with Rick. Rick, last word so we can wrap this up, man. Inspiration, motivation, tips, whatever you want to. Last word. Wrap this up for those that are starting out. Your income will be directly related to the skills you develop that drive revenue in this business. If nothing else matters, the skills you develop will drive, determine how much money you make, okay? You can't skate along the top here. You can make chump money, but if you want to make big money here, guys, like Kang and all the other guys out here, you need to learn the skills. The better skills you got, the more money you'll make. Well said. And once you learn them, once you learn them, it's like, it's priceless. I mean, it's like, you know, once you learn them, it's, but it takes a little time. So don't expect it to happen overnight. Years ago, we used to have a sales company and this one girl, I said to her, you ought to read books. She goes, oh, I don't like reading books. I said, you ought to read. So I said, read, think and grow rich. Right. So she says, she calls me the next day and says, I read six pages and nothing happened. <laughs> and I was like, come on, man. Are you kidding me? <laughs> so you should have said, come on, man. Man. <laughs> Six pages, come yes. on. <laughs> and nothing happened. That's what I said. Okay, see, I see people see these things differently. Okay, so you have to explain to people. But the bottom line, your skills are everything in this business, man. I agree, That's man. Why I follow skills? guys like you. No, I agree, Rick. Skills is what pays the bills, man. Hey, man, the baby. Skills is also the, it's also the things that get you those high, high ticket of toy as well. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. That's the long-term goal in scaling. You know, this is a business because let me say this for those of you that want to make good money. That's great. This is an outstanding business, but for those of you that understand the value of scaling. Okay. And how this wholesaling. Okay. And even flipping to a point is scalable virtually anywhere in the country is absolutely mind boggling, to be honest with you, the potential of this. And you see some of the guys out there right now, the guys are making like, uh, you know, Sal and what's his name, making like 750,000 a month, man. Come on, man. We ain't talking about no chump change there. <laughs> yeah, man. I know. I know. It's like, it, I, it, you know, like, I thought that I was doing good. And until that I talked to these guys, you know, right now we're pumping out about, uh, we're pumping out about uh, 250 a month. And then when I hear these guys are doing half a million to, to like over half a million a month. And that's why we're in the mastermind, right? So, so we pay about $20,000 to go through these masterminds. And right. these guys in there, you know, it's like they're at like the half a million mark or a million mark where we want it to be. And a lot of times the only way for you, like, I like, you know, shorten up your learning curve and shorten up your shortcut is by hanging out and getting the knowledge from the people that are already at where you want it to be because they can share with you the tips, the tricks, the strategies, connections, like, you know what I mean? To get you there a lot quicker because, you know, because it, you can spend the time to figure out to learn it. It's just going to take you a while to get there. It's like, it's like a GPS, right? You go in your car, you punch in the GPS, the GPS will tell you exactly how to get there. And that's why people get mentored. They go into mastermind. Um, so now, um, you know, so that leads me into this. For those of you right now, I'm doing, it's what's called the 5K Masterclass, the, the King Kong 5K Masterclass, where, I, uh, where we meet one time a month on Zoom for 12 months. It's a one-time payment of $5,000 up front. Um, and it, it's, uh, it's a one-time one time a month where, where we go in there. And basically what I do is I dissect your business, where you're at, 
figure out where you're at to get to where you want it to be, sharing with you tips, tricks, strategies, connections, information, and all of that. If that's something you're interested in, um, and I don't want those of you that's interested. I want the one that say, Akong, I am ready, I am committed. Understand that this ain't gonna be easy, but you're ready to make the commitment to sure. take your life, your business to the next level. And I want to uh, spend 12 months with you, man. So um, if that's something is for you, email me at Wholesale2Millions. Link it's in the description, Wholesale2Millions, uh, with, uh, with your full name. And then in the subtitle, just put 5K Masterclass. Rick, I want to say thank you so much, man. I truly appreciate thank it. You. Thanks, uh, thanks a lot for your valuable time and jump on, man. And I wish you a um, lot more success, bro. I wish you appreciate everything. I appreciate the invite being on. And I promise you, I will see you at some of those master classes in the real near future, brother. I will be meeting you because I was going to say that's one of the goals is to work with people. I want to be like, I want to be like you, man. So uh, we'll see you soon. Love it, Rick. Thank you for the kind word. You guys take care. Have a great day.